Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Courtney Staples and Johnny Law. And John, this is my first episode recording a regular episode with you where you're not an interviewee. So welcome to the fold. We're glad to add you to the Hall of Fame. And basically after this, no longer going to treat you like a special guest. So get used to the abuse now. Uh, Thanks, Pam. Yeah, of course. Glad to have you. Now, John, why don't you tell our listeners where we can find you and your stuff online? Hey, everybody. Stoked to be here. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Johnny Law, J-O-N-N-I-E-L-A-W. Got a couple of vids up there, mostly about uh, narrative stuff and TTRPGs. It's actually called Rule for Narrative with Johnny Law. And um, I do some shorts more than anything lately because apparently you take like 15 minutes while walking your dogs and record something and then you get the most views. So uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, you can also find our shorts on OSR Plus on YouTube as well because that is more funny. I I can fully uh, sponsor the the OSR Plus shorts. I do watch them and find them hilarious. So you're in one, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I'm in a couple. Although yeah. there's one where I'm just a voice and not my face. So you know, mm. uh, frankly, not surprised uh, considering <laughs> what I look like. But you know, <laughs> oh, you should show great on camera, man. And then you uh, plugged Will in the back with two well-deserved uh, crossbow bolts. So that's good yeah, challenge. no, he deserved that shit. Although oh, totally. my character was absolutely insane. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm sad that you cut out the Rorschach yell that I gave him, but that's totally oh, okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's still time to go back. I just got to make a cohesive story with it. You know, it's a minute minute long, so oh, it's hard to do. Uh, okay, frankly, I don't think that's possible because that's just an unhinged moment. But uh who boy this is this intro is dragging on so we've got oh, an episode to shoot yeah, yeah. i know i know right so uh let's let's dive right into it but before we dive right into it i want to remind everyone that if you want us to build your world you can always go to our website worldbuildwithus.com where you can click a bunch of links follow some instructions and within a reasonable amount of time we'll be building your world we're also in social medias we've got a youtube like we were talking about we've also got uh, Twitter at Let's World Build, or if you want to come and chat with us more directly, we're on Discord with a link for that in the description. Or if you're feeling particularly generous, just go ahead and give us money over on Patreon where you get access to sweet, sweet patron only goodies. And with all of the shilling out of the way, we've got a very fun episode of The Monster Mash today. Uh, John, again, because this is our first episode together, I'm very mm -hmm. excited to work with you. Stoked. Yeah, absolutely. And as per tradition, because you are a special guest, you got to add five monsters to the Monster Mash list. So, John, can you explain to us what five monsters you added? Oh, God, I was not ready for that. Uh, so off the top of my head, um, the Hodag, which is a fun little um, North American cryptid mm -hmm, on the West mm -hmm. Coast, I believe. That has like a lot of hoaxes around it. It's basically like an amalgamation of different animals. It's like a crocodile and an elephant. Like it's just, it's basically not like a chimera, but like it's just like a ridiculous hodgepodge that some guy tried to pass off as a real animal <laughs> and it actually kind of stuck a little bit. So that's fun. I thought you could go a lot of directions with that. There, there certainly is. I mean, the, the inherent chicanery of the, the monster <laughs> itself is a fun little thing, but. There's also a music festival, I believe. Is that correct? Or Ooh. am I thinking of another North American cryptid? I'm thinking of Ho Down when you say that, but I got you could have a Ho Dag Ho Down. 
That'd be pretty no, cool. I believe that there's a Hodag music festival, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm pretty hey, sure yeah, that I it's. Just, I just googled it. It's a country festival. Yeah. There we go. It's a yeah. Hodag hoedown. And it, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It's got like tens of thousands of attendees too, so it's kind oh, of yeah. outgrown the original cryptid nonsense. But uh, yeah, okay. So we've got the Hodag. What else is on there, John? Sorry, I'm kind of stuck just on the fact. Do they sell hot dogs at the Hodag Hoedown? Or sorry, <laughs> I believe on. it's a. I, I think it would be a Hodag hot dog, right? Hodag. Ho- you can get a Hodag hot dog <laughs> at the Hodag Hoedown. Like where else stick, we get that? Fish stick shoved into a hot dog, like wrapped in spam. Um, uh, so sticking with the H's, one of my favorite things from D and D as a kid, a Hokar, which is a mm-hmm. blind vulture-looking animal that lives subterranean caves and has hooks on its hands, <laughs> as the name would suggest. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how much we're going to find about them, though, because it's that's kind of a, you know, just very niche thing. I think it's pretty much just Wizards of the Coast now. Yeah, I, I know a little bit about the origin of that monster. Uh, there are a couple of monsters from the original D&D that are literally just uh, one of the game designers having plastic toys and then like, I feel like I can make monsters out of that from my Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. game. And that is, in <laughs> fact, what happened. And I believe oh, that's that awesome. the hook horror is one of them. Hmm. I had I had the toy. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I imagine we're going to be getting into toys today because I just found out that John is a massive fan of Inhumanoids. And yeah. it's going to come up at some point. I'm going to force it if I need to. But in, in Inhumanoids <laughs> are making a, a special guest appearance today. You have my full consent. I'll just sit there and pretend that I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I swear to you, Courtney, I am so surprised that I never made you watch that because it's like I watched that with like everyone practically. Mm. And the fact that I never forced you to baffles me. Um, I'm sorry, frankly, I, I failed you as a friend. Let's move it to movie night. That is a good, yeah, movie night. That would be fun for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first couple of episodes, which move incredibly fast, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sorry, John. We keep interrupting. <laughs> no, no. Move, move it along. The only other one that needs real explanation is the Onryo, which is a Japanese ghost. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly associated with scorned females, but there's a couple mm-hmm. of famous male ones as well. But they're just like a, mm-hmm. a vengeful spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ring is probably one of the more famous mm. examples uh, okay. of the Onryo, right? Uh, yeah. Is that what is that? I guess because it is. It's like a haunting, yeah, vengeful female ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the most part, cool. female. Sitsudaku Yumura is the the ring ghost. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then the other two, uh, more ladies, uh, Succubi, Succubus, <laughs> who uh, one of my favorites as a child from D and D for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> And then the other one are our, our birdie gals, the sirens. The, that you know, mm. that's many different variations of that through cultures. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a bunch of different ways that we can take the siren. Um, well, mm-hmm. let's let's dive right into it, I suppose, Sweet. right? Because mm-hmm. we could be rolling the dice and not have to worry about any of these monsters from nope. you, John. But uh, <laughs> frankly, it's it's been a thing where uh, yeah. It's been a little suspiciously convenient that whenever it's we have been guests suspic- on. I'm not even joking. Like whenever we have a guest, we seem to hit their monsters. Mm-hmm. John, I am curious to see how we roll for you. So uh, let's go ahead and roll some dice and figure out which monster we're going to be focusing on for this episode. And today it's going to be. Oh, baby. I rolled a nine, which means we got vampires on yes. the list Ooh. today. <laughs> 
that is definitely a Courtney monster. Um, mm-hmm. I know that. Well, first of all, does it surprise you that blood is involved and Courtney put it on the list? <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't, unless this is your first episode, it should not at all surprise you. And with that being said, we've now got to find the genre and theme and focus of the vampire story that we're going to be telling. So the genre that we're rolling with is... Well, we've got vampires in space because we rolled space <laughs> opera oh, for yeah. our for our first right. vampire jam. And then the theme we're working with is. Oh, the theme for our space vampires is glory. <laughs> and the focus is. A hero. So we've got a space opera with the theme of glory. A focus is on a hero and the monster are vampires. So John, because normally I would say, Courtney, you've got to explain to us vampires, but because you're a special guest, John explain away. What are your first initial thoughts that we're working with here with space vampires? Um, well, I mean, for better, for worse, I hear vampire. I kind of go to Anne Rice's take on them. Um, mm-hmm. that's what I grew mm-hmm. up with, you know, besides outside of Dracula and all that. But once it hit the space opera aspect, I'm starting to shift more. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like almost like more blood for the blood God kind of, you mm-hmm. know, vibes where it's not like mm-hmm. when you think of vampires are a smaller group of people, like maybe there's actually like a large contingency of vampires in space, mm-hmm. like aliens even. Yeah, yeah. When I think of glory, I also think of like empire. So I can mm-hmm. imagine there's like an empire, like the sunless empire, for example, where like vampires go around mm. blotting out suns or just snuffing them out, you know, in in honor of yeah. the glorious vampire emperor, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's also up there for me. But we've also got a hero. So is it a vampire hero? Is it a hero against the vampires? Like what direction do we want to take it? We've got so much to work with here. I'm inclined to make it a hero of the vampires. They're they're maybe we could have them fighting against the uh tyranny of the suns in this case. Yes. Oh they're yeah. Switch it around so they're not like a, a dominant empire, but like mm-hmm. a, a rebellion faction that's you know fighting against all the, the solar rays of space. Oh man, I love the idea that like suns represent like chaos or chaos portals in some way mm-hmm. right and i mean like glory right we're also thinking like resplendence when i think of glory so that is often related to the sun like radiance resplendence mm-hmm. you know stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah that that could work as well if we wanted to make you know pale goths are <laughs> heroes of the story i'm totally fine with that <laughs> and obviously courtney yeah, that's up your alley too. So yeah, let's just, let's, just make yeah. it a Mary Sue. Let's just go full in. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, what if we incorporated like a Dyson sphere in it, where they they actually mm-hmm. blot out the sun, but you know they take the energy from it and still use it, and maybe to heat their worlds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, vampires had started to uh, spread about. But the whole thing is that they would actually take away the sun. Ooh, so so they have like a space station so large that it's a caged sun in some yes, way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. that's how they, their solar system is. The vampires is that they, mm-hmm. or that's why we eventually created Dyson spheres in the year 4,500 <laughs> BDGB. Like it's a new 
Tigers. Yeah, somewhere in the 40th millennium, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere around, around there. Yeah. <laughs> and they fight okay. robots. No. Um, hey, I love could... the Necrons. Don't even get me started about my love of Necrons, okay? We could do some like kind of bullshitty human evolution thing where like maybe due to geoengineering to combat the current threat of climate change, the <laughs> the atmosphere gets blotted out, humans, mm-hmm. uh, well, a lot die off, but then the ones that survive adapt <laughs> to live in the darkness. Shut up, Rob. This is totally legit. <laughs> I love this. Only, only the Irish remain. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, we got vampires in space building Dyson yeah. spheres around the sun. Okay. Um, boy. Yeah. Okay. So, so I suppose what we should be doing here, right, is I like the idea that we have a caged son. I like the idea mm-hmm. that this empire or this rebellious faction is using, like, technology to harness the sun while also blotting it out in some way. That's a cool mm-hmm. thing. I like that a lot. Where does the hero come in? Because, again, remember, the focus is the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that, like, it's some other um, invading force that comes in, and maybe that's where the... the idea of the tyranny of the sons comes in mm-hmm. where this other race is obviously very opposed to blocking mm-hmm. out sons for whatever reason, or maybe mm-hmm. they harness the energy in some way. Well, that's something maybe the other race, what if they're like Silicon base or, or like robotic in some way? So a, mm-hmm. that just takes away the vampires, like fucking whole oh, MO, yeah. uh, biting yeah, necks. Yeah. yeah. And then B they're coming for the energy from the Dyson sphere. Or maybe even the technology. Maybe they haven't come up with that for some reason. They're, they have a block. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just fucking solar powered and they need yeah. the sun back. You know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So they're just it's trying to destroy it. Totally not the Matrix. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, it is the Matrix. <laughs> it's the geoengineering and everything. <laughs> Damn it, Courtney! You've even got you've even got the people in trench coats in black. God damn you, Courtney. Yep. yep. <laughs> Underworld meets the Matrix. That's how it's the elevator pitch. Right there. It's Star Wars meets Underworld meets The Matrix. Perfect. I hate I hate all of this so far. <laughs> the only thing I like is the vampires with the caged sun. That's that's the only thing I'm keeping in my brain, but that's fine. Oh, um, you just made me think Nicolas Cage should be the father vampire. Uh, oh, we already did oh. that, Renfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking, like, imagine Nicolas Cage, but in Gary Oldman makeup and costumes, <laughs> like... That'd just Wait, be the best thing ever. How about so, reverse that? Gary Oldman playing a vampire as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> See, but that's just caricature. I like I like the idea of having the costumes and makeup of Gary Oldman, but just Nicolas Cage doing it because he would treat it earnestly. And that's what I would love about it. You know, I never actually saw the Gary Oldman. Uh, what? Dracula? Yeah. It's Bram what? <laughs> no, I never never saw that put that on movie night right now that is okay oh my god oh yeah my god it's great i mean keanu's not so great but no yeah keanu sucks but there's lesbian (laughs) vampires it's so up your alley Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly it just shot up three spaces on the list i saw that i heard that okay (laughs) okay it is some good stuff yeah, it is actually very good. Some of the cinematography is phenomenal, like mm-hmm. like world class phenomenal, and the costuming also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, you're right. It's got some of its problems, but yeah. Yeah, they're minor though. Like Keanu's not that he doesn't ruin it, but it's just so funny. Like, he just uh, like, yeah. who let him in? No, it, it's he's bad, but only in comparison to Gary fucking Oldman and yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Like everyone's oh, Anthony Hopkins, isn't it? He plays Van Helsing, Courtney. Yes, oh. he's in. Shit, okay. why didn't I know that? Okay, we're we're recognizing some shit here, Courtney, that like, oh boy, all right. It just no, jumped up four more spaces, apparently. I think on I, had, the list. I had always avoided it because I just heard that it was shitty because Keanu sucked in it. No, 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 no. It is no. quite good. It is it is quite good. Keanu does suck in it, but again, it's only compared to, and also objectively, there are some parts that are quite bad, but it's also compared to Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins. Like, of course, anyone's going to look. Yeah. yeah, it's it's worth it. But like Winona Ryder's good in it. Um, yeah. Fucking Tom Waits is in it and it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's perfect um, role for Tom Waits. Uh, Selma Hayek is in it too, right? Uh, no, my misremember Sadie Frost. Maybe think of Monica Bellucci. Maybe. Well, if Monica Bellucci's in it. I definitely watch it. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's also high up on the list. For, anyway, <laughs> we are we are spiraling out of control <laughs> here. Okay, the rest of this is just gonna be us watching. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah if you'll notice a three-hour runtime it's because we stopped to watch brim stoker's dracula <laughs> um uh, okay, okay what were we talking about uh Empire, we've got space opera we've yes. got vampire mm-hmm. empire uh by the way do we feel like glory is an appropriate like that was my interpretation is empire as glory is yes. that appropriate to y'all or do you think that we need to go somewhere else with it yeah, no, I think it works. Yeah, the hero would have to be fighting back against the robots for the glory of the the Ooh, yeah. you know, vampire empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Or we could have it be like a really cheesy thing. I mean, not that vampires in space isn't already cheesy, but having glory as like, it, it ends up being some sort of gladiatorial duel for supremacy or something like, like something okay. more... Uh, focused and intimate than just massive fights i want to give you the dumbest idea that popped into my head dumber than that (laughs) yes oh no we can get because (laughs) when you said that i'm like what are the stakes right there there have got to be stakes involved here not just not stakes as in vampire stakes motherfucker (laughs) you know like other kind yeah yeah Uh, so i have this image of a hero vampire with a sword that expunges a sun like like that is like the what? hero shot where they like martyr like leap into a sun and extinguish it with some magic or technological sword that's mm-hmm. where my dumb brain went and also if you want to add just like 20 percent dumber give them a mech to pilot while they're okay. doing it oh yes. yeah i know i know courtney would hate that idea but so that's what I got. So I think you're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves, though. I think that's like the third installment of the trilogy. That's how it ends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe that's Act Two. Maybe that's the down, like the sad part on the on the set. I don't know. I think in this one, though, a gladiatorial thing. It should be like the robots have already gotten here. They're it's about the rise of the hero, and at the last scene is a gladiatorial event because the robots have realized that uh, it'll be mutual destruction if they go to war. So mm-hmm. instead, they're like, we will send our hero. And like, you know, they have to have this like big battle. It's super cheesy. And like we somehow resurrect Freddie Mercury to do the soundtrack for it, a la Flash Gordon. And it'll be awesome. I was gonna say it's just gonna be princes of the universe again. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> um let's oh, I, 
I mean, this is ridiculous, but I, I kind of like it. Like, it, I feel like that mutually assured destruction thing, like maybe the yeah. the vampires in desperation, once they realize that they're horribly outnumbered by these massive robot armies, like they basically threaten to just fucking blow up the sun. Since mm-hmm. It's what the robots are after. And that's when the whole like, oh, wait, shit. Okay, let's back up and try to approach this in a different mm. way. Okay, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that like, if we're treating this like a trilogy, this is the this is the movie that opens up with like the empire on the back foot, like the vampires on the back foot, mm-hmm. like the robots yes. just came in and cracked open one of the things. So there's a sun again for the first time and like there's a retreat. And then this is about the rising of a hero, right? Yes. It's like, oh, things look lost and hopeless for the glory of the empire. Let's go. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Because then that leaves room for prequels. Yep. Yep. Of of course. The prequel trilogy. Boom. Yeah. You know, that's how the vampires rose to power. Yes. Yes. The hubris Mm -hmm. that put them in the position that they are in the beginning of episode four. Wow, yeah. that sounds really familiar. <laughs> I mean, well, no, you've got you've got the Vanimatrix as well, which is the vampire yeah. animatrix that explains the prequel part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I yeah. do really like that image though of like the robots uh, breaking into the Dyson sphere and yeah. like what that would look like, like a single mm-hmm. crack letting out a ray of sun into space, and like immediately like wiping out some of the. Imagine like that the sun is just a super weapon, right? So yeah. like they're concentrating sunbeams and like literally ashing like a bunch of vampires and vampire ships like all at once, which is a cool yeah. image, right? You know, like in, in in any other series, we'd be like, yeah, kill those vampies. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, no. We want, you know, like those are our heroes because Courtney made them humans somehow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, uh, it makes me think of back to what was it? Land of a Thousand Suns that, ended up having those robots who are solar powered and they tortured humans. I was actually thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The torture murder robots that you created. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. I was thinking that too, Courtney. That's so funny that we're on the same page about that. Wait, the robots were the vampires all along. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, kind of. (laughs) You're not too far off, John. Yeah. Like yeah. this. There's always a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would love, you know, a close up after that raid beams up of like some old vampire that we met uh, in the very beginning. And he's just like says something along the lines like a million voices crying out all at once and being silent. No. I don't know. We'll no. have to workshop hard, that a little hard bit. no on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's a shit line. I don't know who would ever read that. Like certainly no distinguished British actor. No. <laughs> yeah. Go for a beer right now for some reason. Why do I like a dark stout from Ireland, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he was talking about Ireland. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Who else is in this, though? Well, I mean, do, do we need more than the two empires that we have? Also, well, I suppose we should we should explain like vampires. OK, they're humans, right? Courtney made them humans for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the mm-hmm. robots? Where do the enemy robots come from? What's their deal? Mm-hmm. Um, land far, far away, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm not somewhere go. in space. Uh well, when I would say that from a space opera standpoint, don't we need another, like the rest of the cast of characters, like a love interest and the mentor and like, you know, whatever, like goes into yeah. that, that well, genre. To me, to me, space opera is always about scope and scale. And like, I feel like okay. we've got that pretty well. Like we're, we're yeah. intergalactic already, baby, you know? So <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out like 
what are the robots deal? Are they just a rogue empire? Like, what do we, or, or is it something else? Like, are they the scouting force for a greater power that's coming through? Mm, right. Thinking that too. That way we can have like a sequel trilogy too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Courtney, truly thinking of the merchandising <laughs> yeah. opportunities here. Courtney. Oh, I'm already yeah. sketching out the toys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my initial thought was that they were like, they spread like as, as they see civilizations popping up and may be able to generate this massive power, they kind of like mm-hmm. make their way through the galaxies mm-hmm. to get like that. But I don't mind having someone behind mm-hmm. them, Ooh. like a, like a supreme being of robots, or maybe they're not robotic. Maybe they're, maybe they mm-hmm. create the robots. See, when you said spread, I, I thought you meant like the individual robots themselves spread Ooh. like the, the mm-hmm. sunlessness, constricts the form to a more robotic and like perhaps humanoid looking shape. But as soon as they're hit with sunlight, they like explode into like nano tendrils or like some kind of like more powerful form that is unleashed because they're able to actually absorb the sun, you know? So yeah. yeah, Like that, that moment where the sunbeam obliterates like, like a vampire fleet, not only is it terrifying, but like all of a sudden you see like, the robot soldiers that they were fighting previously explode and become way more powerful. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. And that could also be a, a fun thing to work around, like how the hero comes, you know, he somehow figures out a way to mm-hmm. temporary blot sun, or he's got the, he's got the sun eater sword, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> see there. Oh, yeah. see, we're getting to nice. it. We're getting to that moment where he blots out the sun. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fan of this, even though it's like fucking ridiculous. I love it. It is. <laughs> Listen, Daniel's not here. We don't have to mm-hmm. pay attention to science, okay? <laughs> like, oh, totally. yeah. It's a space opera. Exa- yeah, exactly. It should be a little dumb, frankly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we want to move on to the next vampire setting that we're working with? Or do we want to talk about the hero a little bit more? Because considering that we focused so much on the setting, we have nothing to know about this hero yet. But I'm cool with just leaving it be and like letting people create their own hero. Yeah, I'm I'm fine letting it be. Okay, so great. I love some some vampire cheese to go along with the space opera. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's roll some dice and figure out where the vampires are going next. All right. So the genre the vampires are going to next is. We've got a classic sword and sorcery take uh, with a theme of rots and decay. And the focus is a discovery. So we've got sword and sorcery with a theme of rots and decay with a focus on discovery. Hmm. So Courtney, what are you thinking this time? What have we got? in store for our vampires yeah um so since last time we made the vampires heroes i definitely want to make them Mm -hmm. the villains this time um, as you do as vampires tend to be and to kind of delve into what vampires are at their core i feel like it's mainly revolves around the consumption of usually blood but some sort Mm -hmm. of energy from others um so like you kind of psychic vampires energy vampires yes yes um shout out to colin robinson of course Colin robinson 
it, it is effectively like essence draining, right? Like you're, you're yeah. preying on someone's living essence, something that they require to live, right? Mm-hmm. Energy is also a good way to look at it. Um, so where does the rotten decay come from? Yeah. Uh, so recently I rewatched Conan the Barbarian and mm. that Classic. I feel, yeah, it's like an excellent sword and sorcery action movie. Oh, excellent is maybe a stretch, but it's it's solid. It's enjoyable. I would say it's good. It's, <laughs> it's a good, good yeah. movie. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that too. But I also think that because it's iconic, people have like a, a weird like simulacra of what it is in their head. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's actually probably better than the the creation that you have in your head. Yeah, actually. I was surprised rewatching it. It had been a little while since I'd seen it. And it's like, oh, this is actually like pretty you know solid like it has flaws certainly but it's you know it's good it's It's dated it has flaws but it but it tells a a cool story and like it you know it is known for what it is because of the fact it actually does have a cohesive and kind of intriguing fantasy Mm -hmm. story especially people weren't doing that that much around that time yeah so yeah with conan that definitely gives me the idea of like uh, a vampire overlord who's sort of Mm -hmm. taking over the countryside uh imprisoning Ooh. people to use as blood bags essentially right and then of course like spreading rot and decay over the land yes. uh, maybe he's also attempting to block out the sun in certain ways um <laughs> yeah. if you want to keep using that theme or they could just be uh somewhere that doesn't get a lot of sunlight um like a dark tower uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. What are we in fucking Salem's lot over here? Like, Not on. the Stephen King one. Return to Dark Tower, the the fantastic game. Well, what what we can also do is we can just say like, hey, that part of the vampire mythos does not affect our current vampires, mm-hmm. right? Like, because part yeah. of it is just like the interpretation of the vampire, right? Yeah, and there's also like in Dracula the book. I don't think he like instantly died in sunlight right like he could still be out it was just he was weak it was painful yeah 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 he also just gets like stabbed and shot to death in that book rather than like actually staked like the staking happens but it's um a spoiler character who gets staked instead anyway so okay would you say it was a mistake (laughs) well no because they absolutely nailed the fuck out of her so no Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so okay courtney here's here's i agree with you completely so far Mm -hmm. right that there is a vampire menace spreading blight rot decay all that good stuff couple of things right because the focus is supposed to be a discovery i love the idea that the discovery was the tomb of this vampire Um. and what i also like is that it's not just like a series of vampires let's make it a vampire or perhaps the vampire right like this is this is like a mega powerful creature and maybe what we can also do is rot and decay also come with like the spread of their version of vampirism in some Mm -hmm. way you know Mm -hmm. so it's like like when you get bit you're not enthralled and turn into spawn like maybe you're just like it is a bubonic plague effect Mm -hmm. of some kind and that is the kind of rot and decay that we got going on there too so imagine that there's like excavation and then there's like a seal like a tomb that's sealed and then all of a sudden like crack it open and just like what would happen with mummies and mummy curses right Mm -hmm. like a a virulent plague or like bacteria would start fucking people up 
that's what I'm going to start with. Yeah. Like we can integrate that into the other stuff that we've been talking about thus far though. I could also see then like this vampire using, like holding that over people's heads as like stringing them along with promises of like, Oh, I can, I can cure you. I can eventually yes. turn you into a vampire like me. You just have to follow me and like join my cult basically. And that's how he's amassed this huge following. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Okay, so it's not like you're enthralled by the vampire. Like, you can choose to rot and die through this mm -hmm. disease. But yeah. the, the vampire has, like, a coercive effect. Like, I will keep you relatively healthy, right? And as soon as yeah. you start to piss me off, I will let the plague overtake you. Like, that's the kind of thing. Because then what happens, right? You're setting up the treacherous lieutenant to have that heroic sacrifice, where you see his skin blacken and boil with pustules as he's like gross. dying. Of course, it's, yeah. it's plague, Courtney. Of course it's gross. Um, but like you have that cinematic moment where it's like, I choose to die on my feet. And then like, it's like, well, you don't have any knees because they're rotted away now. You know, like that kind of thing. You can't yeah. kneel anymore. But yeah, you, you get my point, right? Like that's that's a really cool way to see it. Like Mm -hmm. it's not enthrall it's like it's coercive service due to like hey do you want to keep living you can be a vampire thrall Go yeah ahead. yeah also the idea of like control through disease is also really interesting and please don't demonetize this youtube we're not talking about the last couple of years i promise <laughs> like <laughs> we're not taking ivermectin oh god youtube has canceled us already yeah, <laughs> finally we're gonna get one of those like this YouTube video requires more context and has like a Wikipedia <laughs> article attached to it. <laughs> so I, I alluded to it earlier, but I have been playing a lot of the game Return to the Dark Tower, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the that's making me think of is something along those, like it would totally fit into that setting, is that, like you said, they discovered this tomb or something like that. They unleashed this plague, this rotting plague, but I think it also activated the vampire either through the plague or maybe he was in the tomb as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, that's what I had in mind too. Yeah, for sure. And, and he was sealed there ages ago by the, the denizens of this world. Mm -hmm. And now you have to have these like four heroes from different parts of the world rise up and they have to find like the other tombs to figure out how to, how to close this main tomb. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the sword and sorcery aspect comes in. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking that like, if you're, doing sword and sorcery like the plague is going to be like the setting you know like grim gritty dark you have like plague yeah. mask aesthetics and stuff like mm -hmm. that right yeah um also off podcast i would direct your attention to the discord where i just sent a gif <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> after 10,000 years yeah. I'm free I'm it's free. perfect look we've got Rita Repulsa also fuck it this is on podcast now fuck it I don't care we've got Rita Repulsa I want the vampire to be a woman fuck it I want yeah. real Rita Repulsa yeah. vibes it's, yeah so once again going back to Dark Tower the mistress of the plague is that's that's one of the characters she's she's uh, Empress of Shades she's I, the one that uh is nice. released it sounds like i should get into this role-playing game john that's actually a board the role game, game. A, uh... yeah it's an expensive board game oh oh okay okay uh totally worth it though you say that but i could just come hang out with you and play it i guess right well exactly <laughs> yes yeah and, and that's the thing you can play it by yourself though that's, that's that was the main 
driving factor for me getting it. And I've played uh, probably 30 hours of it by myself. That's awesome. Nice. Um, nice. But I grew up with the game, so it's like it's very near and dear to my heart. This it's gotcha. the version they did. Anyway, yeah. getting off topic. <laughs> no, no. Daniel has a copy too, and I like I want him to have more free time so I can go play with him more. Good luck. It's good fucking yeah. luck. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose what we're what we should look at here, because already like all of this is fucking awesome, right? Like mm-hmm. plague ridden landscape. We've got sword and sorcery. We've got uh, a vampire who controls people through play. Love that, right? Mm-hmm. What are we missing here? I feel like there's just one element that like feels like we're missing something that's like particularly spicy or unique. Yeah, like we haven't talked about magic goal a lot yet, and that is yeah. half mm-hmm. of sword and sorcery. Um, yeah, I think right. that could be a fun thing to include as like something to fight back against the the vampire, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about swords either. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the whole sword and sorcery thing needs a lot of a lot of fluffing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the question we go with next: is what thematically about sword and sorcery do we apply here directly to be like, yes, we nailed it, we got it in one, or maybe just two? We might need to get it nail it in two. I don't know. So my initial thought was going back to saying like the, these different kingdoms that are coming together. Um, mm-hmm. I was really tempted to make them Power Rangers, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but the different uh, you know areas, I think maybe one is very magical focus. Maybe the other one is is more like the you know um, totally just steal a Dark Tower now Overlordy <laughs> kind of you know, barbaric uh, focus, and then yeah, you know yeah. they each have different aspects of the the tropes. Like there's a whole set of Rangers that are you know famous for the woods, mm. like taking like all those tropes. For the woods. They're famous for the woods, John. For yeah. the woods. That's what they that's say. That's their battle cry. That's, yeah. that's their battle cry. Yeah. For the woods! Um, I see. With, <laughs> with magic as like a focus of one of these kingdoms, like maybe in particular it is a type of healing magic that they discover, perhaps, that can oh. actually fight the plague. Can cleanse? Yes, can cleanse similar to the game itself. Yes, um, we're just completely taking it. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, some kind of cleansing See, magic. I'm completely ignorant of this thing, so it's like I <laughs> don't know what totally, the fuck you're talking totally about. Totally original ideas here. Uh, oh, return this to the return like, to the dark. <laughs> this just feels like when we were doing the Bioshock one, and uh, and like yeah. none of you recognized that I was just doing a Bioshock. <laughs> like, uh, okay, but. I like the idea of like we've basically got gauntlet the nations, right? Yes, mm-hmm. um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. however, a couple of things here. One, what I like about sword and sorcery is that it's typically a lot more low magic, and mm-hmm. when it comes to magic, it's usually like chanting and rituals. In it, it takes a lot of effort to get a little bit of magic going, or oftentimes, like the result of that magic is like. I've summoned a gorilla that is stronger mm-hmm. slightly than a regular gorilla. You know, like that's the kind of magic that I'm kind of interested in in sword and sorcery. I love how like low power and like very gritty and human sword and sorcery type stuff is. So mm-hmm. I like the idea that we have a nation that is focusing on cleansing. However, what I also like, or at least would appreciate is this idea that, yeah, they can keep the key people alive. And by key, I mean those in power. But I feel like for the rest of people, it's a matter of we don't have the resources to keep everyone plague free. 
Yeah. You know? It could yeah. be like a holy water type of thing where they have to do these rituals to cleanse um, and purify certain water, like a certain amount of it. And that's mm. like all they can spare at once. Um, gotcha. It could also be if we really want to like get into the more Conan vibe, we could have something where like people are sent from the kingdoms as sacrifices to this vampire queen. Mm-hmm. And oh, like yeah, that's yeah. where the heroes come in, where um, perhaps these kingdoms have devised a plan to like mm-hmm. put certain people together so that they can fight back once they're inside. Interesting. Courtney, I have, <laughs> I have a blood riddled idea that I'm sure that you will love. Mm-hmm. Right. So you were saying that we need to create holy water here, right? Like, in order, cause I'm have this image of like the baptismal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if we had a bunch of bloodletting? Because yep. that way we can keep the and blood she, element of vampires, but also like we have a, an Elizabeth Bathory style, yeah. like we need to cleanse people. It's horrific. And that's why it requires so much energy. It's because you're literally requiring like blood to do the ritual, to keep people, you know, uh, like, yeah. Is it a yeah. sacrifice? Do you have to use blood from the one to to save the other, like that kind of thing or. Yeah. And mind you, it can be collective, mm-hmm. right? So you can do it, but like, it is a very like low rate of return. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you need like five people's worth of blood to heal one person. So yeah. again, the power exists or like you can even crank up the ratio even higher there if you really wanted to, but like you can do it, but it's not cost efficient to do it that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously capitalism is making me look at humans as though they are commodities, but Hey, that's not me guys. That's just how capitalism works. Anyway, moving on. It also adds an element of like each of the, um, maybe each of the nations or worlds, or whatever that they're uniting. Maybe they're not all in it like together necessarily. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. trying to save their own people. Yeah. yeah that could be it. Oh, internal conflict. Okay. The more that I'm talking about this, the more that I like the idea that we're not even going after the vampire in this setting it's more like listen we've got a lot of like intrigue and political shit happening the vampire just so happens to be the reason for a lot of it Mm. and like we're not playing the alucards and the belmonts of the world we're playing the people who are just trying to survive and like maybe you've got a relative who you're trying to collect enough blood sacrifice for to keep them alive from the plague and like Maybe you're just trying to buy yourself enough time where the the plague doesn't take you or something like that. There's so much that we can do there. Yeah. Though one of the things that I liked or found interesting about Conan rewatching it is the fact that like the climax is just kind of like spoilers. He he walks up to James Earl Jones's character and like cuts off his head. And just chops his fucking head just, off. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, like there the wasn't a, yeah, it's just there wasn't like a, a massive fight at the very end at his no. temple. It was just like, Hey, I'm here and I'm going to, yeah, that's like midway. Here. Yeah. It's, or like two thirds, right. Where they have that big climactic fight. Yeah. The like the mark. Yeah. Of infiltration and like a big fight. Mm-hmm. And then like at the very end, Conan shows up and is like, all right, I'm just going to take the sword to your neck and uh, we're good. All right. Yeah. That's cleared. We're good. All badass. <laughs> um, so like with that in mind, like I'm picturing with the Elizabeth Bathory imagery, like, having this vampire queen lounging in pools of blood in her mm-hmm. temple or whatever. And like, maybe that mm-hmm. is what gets cleansed at the very end. Like our cleric oh. person sacrifices themselves to cleanse that pool of blood and like fucks up the, the vampire. Well, well, they need to discover a new way. 
It's oh. this discovery, you oh. know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's maybe that's maybe that's like, you know, maybe the cleric's the one that we're following if, it, if this was a mm-hmm. movie or a book or something like that. Um, but then you have these other guys and there's definitely like one country that's like the rich country and they're the ones that are out to like get it for themselves and they represent capitalism. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, then you have the other magical one that's like shady, but really has a heart of gold. John, it's capitalism all the way down here. Okay. Like, Always, that's, yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let's focus up on that idea a little bit more. The discovery aspect I think is good because again, it's discovery of the tomb, but now let's also the discovery of maybe not a cure. Cause I don't necessarily want it to be like, Oh, it's done a better way. Quickly. A that's better all. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A more sustainable one. Yeah, maybe it fucks up the vampire queen, but doesn't totally get rid of her. Like she's still able to flee. Um, Ooh, the plague lingers, but she's gone. Yeah, but maybe like the pool of blood that she had, they've purified that so they can use that as treatments for the time being. Mm. But who knows what's going to happen when that runs out? Mm. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, I, I like the idea that the element of the plague is still around. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that like there is a much more finite cure. Uh, especially because you're, you're just going to turn that into like a bidding war or like outright mm-hmm. military war. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's like the spring or like the, something that like, it's a tree that does it or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So one of my favorite modules is the sunless Citadel where there is a, like an ancient grove that is pure evil and it sprouts from the corpse of a vampire, right? Like the stake mm-hmm. that they staked them with grew into a tree and that tree created twig blights, right? That's cool. Yeah, like great, again, great module, amazing, amazing design work, really, really good. We could do something like that, but rather than have it be like evil, like the corpse is like staked and then from that creates a tree that then creates fruit that then can like heal the the plague in some way. Mm-hmm. So again, still super limited. It's a super finite supply. Yeah. But now we have like literally a tree of life or a tree mm-hmm. other option. Exactly. Exactly yeah, right. I, like yeah. I think that's what they're going to go with raised by wolves. I think that's what they were going to go with, but they didn't get to because the show was not good. <laughs> wow oh boy it wasn't wow. man i watched it all on it just recently and it wasn't it the only the one guy father was the only good part about it everything else yeah. was garbage and it's it got so weird at the end I, i'm glad that daniel's not here because he would fight you on that yeah one. i know he and, loves um, it i don't get it though i actually haven't talked to him about it because i don't get the like it just started going off the rails yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, you know what? Like, we're all allowed to have our own opinions, and sometimes Daniel has shit taste, um, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Vanderpump rules. It's, I mean, right well, there. no, oh no. God. His 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 hatred of Pacific Rim is like no, I'm indifferent. You know, no, but he whatever. does also watch Vanderpump Rules a lot, which is hilarious. He <laughs> loves it. Okay, he but that's like it. me liking The Bachelor. You know, like that's okay. You know, like. <laughs> As long as he recognizes that it, I don't think he's sitting here and like Vanderpump Rules is high culture, like whatever. No, no, no. He knows that it's no, no, no. He knows. He knows yeah. what it is. He's right. yeah, although, exactly. He, exactly. Although Lisa Vamp, but not Lisa Vamp. I, I'm the only one talking. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so before this goes even further off the rails with Lisa Vanderpump, I suppose that we should pivot to our Please. third and final vampire setting that we're dealing with here please um, yes. 
yeah no I'm, I'm with you on that one courtney <laughs> let's uh it's very strange we got like very traditional kind of settings for vampires i feel like and uh let's see if the third one if we can get a different genre this time let's see what we got we've got is space opera traditional vampire <laughs> courtney shut the fuck up mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't be right <laughs> No, but like, I mean, like in terms of like genre, we've got very vanilla type stuff. And mm. speaking of vanilla, okay, we literally it's could not be more vanilla than hitting gothic horror oh, for our was final genre of vampires, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme this time, maybe the theme will save us. Our theme this time is mystery. Generic, we can work with it. It's fine. And Mm -hmm. finally, the focus is the rise of a new era. Oh, okay. So we've got the rise of a new era. Uh, We've got mystery as our theme, the genre, gothic horror, vampires involved in some way. I'm I'm getting real fall of the house of Usher vibes. Yeah, you know, because gothic uh, horror is generally very like bleak and focused on small death. Well, <laughs> death, yeah, but in terms of like really focused on a a small mm. cast, generally, yeah, it's a much smaller scale in terms yeah. of what we're looking at usually, and and I would agree with that, Courtney. Mm. Um, so if that's the case, here's what I would love to have us focus on one. I would like to go more metaphorical vampire here. Mm -hmm. And two, when we're thinking of the rise of a new era, how about the dawn of the age of medicine? So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that like Courtney, you love the Nick, right? Yeah. 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 I'm thinking like we're dealing with early days medicine where Mm -hmm. like the anatomical books are still wrong. And so there's still a lot of experimentation and the vampiric aspect is not literal. It's not like I'm a doctor who needs blood to live. It's more a matter of like metaphorically taking the lives of others to try and like, maybe it's literally about discovering blood transfusion or mm. understanding the mysteries of like blood in some way. But again, we keep it small. We keep it, ooh, mm-hmm. we can just keep it in a particularly spooky hospital if we really wanted to keep ooh. it to a micro setting. Yeah. And then go from there, right? Because I feel like that's a good way to kind of approach this particular thing. Maybe about AIDS. Oh, just AIDS. Hold on, just AIDS. Well, I mean that's that's the 1980s, not the 1880s. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I'm saying, but it's, it's like old old AIDS. <laughs> there's so many other things that you could have said that there's so many old timey diseases that you could just run with. Uh, Victorian AIDS. That's uh, it. Victorian AIDS. <laughs> what's the mystery if you already know that it's that then what like who gave me AIDS that's the mystery <laughs> five got full blown Victorian AIDS that's a, that's a mystery right there is Victorian AIDS just syphilis no that's AIDS and syphilis Listeners, are very different. you cannot see me with my head in my hands right now but it's they're fully it's planted I'm not looking at the screen um yeah you know, sometimes the best answer is the easiest answer. And that answer is Victoria needs. That is quite literally not the easiest answer we could go with, John. Um, so bypassing that for a second and, and talking about the setting, um, 
you were saying hospital, Rob, and I could see either a hospital like that show the Nick, or we could have it be like a a new doctor shows up in a small town and opens up a clinic, or maybe he shows up to replace a a doctor who left or who passed mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. and like a small frontier kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things Ooh. start to like go wrong after this doctor shows up. Okay, hear me out. And maybe this is dumb. In fact, I'm going to roll the dice on that one. <laughs> what if it's it's like we roll into a new town where there is a serial killer or maybe it's killed a nobleman or something like that. And mind you, this is like Victorian noblemen. So they're all super inbred or whatever. And so they all have Victorian AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> damn you, Courtney. God damn you. No. What I'm suggesting is that there is a way that it, because we can turn it into a literal murder mystery because our theme is mystery. So we can turn it into a whodunit, right? Mm-hmm. Keep the cast small, the town small, what have you. And then because this person's a doctor who's able to collect and maybe even sample blood or use blood in a way that helps them discover it, they get mm-hmm. like this kind of like, uh, it's an investigator who uses blood. It's a doctor who uses yeah. blood, doctor blood, let's say, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the idea is that this is the metaphorical vampire here because they are a doctor. So they've got like elbows deep in like cadavers in gore. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to be looked upon by the villagers, the superstitious ones as a vampire of some kind. Right. And so in reality, he's just trying to figure out what's going on, you know, because, because it's the dawn of a new era right? Mm-hmm. Like medical advancement. Maybe that's what it is. We turn it into like Columbo, but blood it, um, and a doctor <laughs> for, for the, um, doing experimentation stuff. Like it could be that a person or some people go missing and it's not that he's like killed them, but like has kept them alive as like vivisection, uh, subjects and also like, mm-hmm. uh, infinite source of blood. Yeah, see, mm. I wasn't I wasn't treating him as a villain. I was treating him as like a good character who well, uses yeah. questionable yeah. medical techniques. What about what about taking it like a midnight mass kind of way where it's mm-hmm. like this? Well, it's oh, just, wait, hold on. Spoilers. Courtney, have you seen that yet? Yeah, I've seen it twice. <laughs> but, where you know, Dr. B. Ludd comes to this new hospital, this shopping hospital with his new, uh, you know, his new uh, methods and whatnot and starts mm-hmm. helping. And but there's a mystery that people are getting better, but then there's also people disappearing and that kind of thing. Mm. That's yeah. Right. And and I like the idea that Dr. Bullud, which by the way, too ethnic Blood. for this particular area in history, right? Um, but no, no, it's like L U D D. L U D D he's Dr. Bartholomew Ludd, Dr. B. Yeah, exactly. Still too yeah. ethnic for the area, John. That's what I'm saying. That we're dealing with super racists here, right? Like these wow. are phrenologists. Um, but Victorian no. level racism here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the type of the type of racist who even Victorians would be like, that's a bit much there, Reginald. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like the idea that new doctor arrives, starts saving people, other people go missing, and it's still it's now up to him to figure out what's going on because you can also play with like where the camera goes, okay. like. You yeah. know, like there's a mystery, like did Dr. Blood do it? Like you, his name's Dr. Blood. <laughs> like you don't know. You know, you it could know, be like, anybody. Those, Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, frank, okay. Frankly, by the way, John, I'm surprised you didn't go with Dr. Acula. 
Like that's the, that's the much easier way to <laughs> yeah. go with that one. Well, you, you said Doctor Blood, so I was just, I was riffing off that still. Like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Act was a good one. No, but that that's good. That way we can have both the the villain, quote unquote, vampire, and then also the Columbo hero figure. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, okay. That's that's fun. Uh, we've got a nice split there. Uh, I feel like we should keep that one short and sweet, so yeah. we don't, mm-hmm. you know. This again, who knew that Daniel was one half of a rail? I didn't, I didn't even recognize it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we didn't have to leave anything for him to subvert. That's that's the whole honestly, Mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah, maybe this was a bit too by the numbers because of a lack of Daniel. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I feel like that's a good place to end it. We've got we've got a fun little scenario. We've got a cat and mouse game between like the doctor and the the non mm-hmm. yeah. vampire. I'm, you know, I'm glad too one. that we got like way more blood in there because I was concerned that we would only have one <laughs> one of Actually, these games really focused on blood. So yeah, well, I mean, Not realistically, either. Courtney, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you could do is like if this new doctor came to replace the old one, maybe what you can do is you can keep all your living vivisectionist like victims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a, the, yeah, the, the old doctor didn't leave. He just went insane and started like, you know, like just went out into the mists in the moors somewhere. And like, they mm-hmm. discover like, oh yeah, no, that doctor's still around. Like it's, it's the red herring that, oh, look, they're using surgeons implements or what have you. And like that kind oh, of thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. I, I want to point out something real quick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. When you think of a vampire, I typically think of three things, you know, the whole sunlight thing, the whole blood thing, and the whole, like, you know, infecting people or, or, like, mind control and all that. Yeah. We literally just did each one separately. Like, the one was about the sun and didn't really have the other stuff. The other one was about the control, didn't really have the sun or the blood. This one's about the blood, doesn't have the sun or the control. Like, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. breaking down monsters to component parts and then working with them individually yeah. is kind of what the mash is all about, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did try to bring blood into the second one more because the first one obviously blacked it. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, oh, we could have our vampire queen like yeah. bathing in the blood and use that yeah. for the cure kind of thing. But Yeah, call me a tampon because I tried to stop as much blood <laughs> as I could. So Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> never, never say that phrase again, ever. <laughs> well i'm just trying to end the episode here courtney i'm just trying well, to stop you, i'm just trying you, to stop the flow can, of episode oh please. god oh god okay <laughs> please end it now <laughs> put it out of its misery <laughs> take it out back oh god look oh, at the man, flowers that's... episode look at the flowers yeah. <laughs> all right so <laughs> with that glorious crescendo uh, we're going to end this episode. Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions, all that good stuff. Uh, we're also on social media, YouTube, Twitter. Find us there. Follow us, subscribe, all the good stuff that you want to do. Discord. If you want to come and disown me personally, you can do it on our Discord. Or if you want to cancel your subscription to our Patreon, you would go that by going to our Patreon. <laughs> And do, I don't, frankly, I don't know how to unsubscribe. You know what? Let us know how to do that once you're there. Okay. Um, Totally understandable. John. Yes, sir. Tell us where we can find you and your stuff, please. You can find me on YouTube at Johnny Law, J-O-N-N-I-E-L-A-W. 
And you can also see our OSR Plus shorts at OSR Plus on YouTube. Fantastic. John, great to have you on an episode. Great to work with. Well, that I'm also on, right? Because I, Cheers. you know, you've been on other episodes, but I don't <laughs> listen to that shit. I don't listen to this episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together until next week.